Welcome to Sweet Spot, where hoteliers check in and we check out what's trending in hotel marketing. I'm your host, Ryan Embry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sweet Spot. This is your host, Ryan Embry, episode 99. We are one episode away from Sweet Spot 100. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a great show for you. Diane Elderkin is with me today. She's the sales director at Travel Media Group. This episode is titled A TMG Virtual Roadshow Summer Travel Trends. So just to give a little bit of background, what we've been doing this summer is our very own virtual roadshow. So we've, we're headed to five different major markets across the U.S. And we're going to look at some things to really help hoteliers grow occupancy and maximize revenue during the busiest travel season of the year. So first, we start out with looking at Google search trends. We look at reputation trends and then dive into the specific uh, sentiment that guests are leaving on those review sites. And then we talk through how we can use some of that information for social media and marketing and advertising our property to those that are searching to stay in our area. So we are about halfway through as of right now. We visited major markets like Orlando, which is where our headquarters are located just north of in Maitland, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, and Dallas. So we've done three and we're headed out to San Diego virtually as well as Washington, D.C. So again, we're at this halfway point and up to this point, we really have uncovered some really, really cool trends and patterns that we're seeing, not just in one market, but across all three. We've got Diane on. We're going to talk through some of these trends and patterns. I think you're a great guest to bring on, Diane, because you and your team, you're having conversations with these hotels across the country. So you can really get some really cool insights and commentary on what this means for the hotels and the conversations that you're having on a day-to-day basis. So let's jump right into it. The first piece and pattern that we were seeing in these virtual roadshows should be really, really excellent news for hotels. And I labeled this pattern uh, revenge travel, pin-up demand, whatever you want to call it. It is certainly here. Orlando had 165,000 searches for hotels in Orlando per month. That's 49% year over year. Atlanta, 110,000, 50% up year over year. And Dallas, 90,000 a month. And that's up 82% year over year. So huge, huge numbers when it comes to travelers searching to get into these markets. Yeah, it's so crazy to see these uh major markets like Orlando, Atlanta, Dallas start to see these type of numbers because really over the last couple of years, these are the markets that traditionally weren't seeing this these type of numbers. And um, in our experience, what we've been seeing is a lot of the secondary markets get a lot of attention. So a lot of those remote destinations, people want to get a different experience. And so again, not necessarily these major markets. However, with the summer, you know, we know kids are out of school, people are looking to travel. And not only that, business travel is starting to come back and companies are starting to send their people out to meet, to network, to hit their numbers that maybe they've lost over the last couple of years. And then on top of that, people are, you know, double vaccinated, maybe triple vaccinated. So everyone's confidence level is starting to rise and, and 
it's really great to see. And, and people are just really ready to get back at it. And it's perfect timing for these hotels in these major markets to take advantage of that and, you know, update what they have to offer. Yeah. With all this search means a lot of competition, however, right? So they're going to be doing a lot of research on your hotel's reputation. Uh, we know pricing is, is really important. That was a big factor that we're going to be talking about here in a second. Uh, so they want the most bang for their buck as they come back onto the road. They're not afraid to pay for that vacation as we'll find out, but they certainly want the best experience that they can get the, the best bang for their buck. Now, we did see a couple trends that obviously aligned with all three major markets, but there were also some that kind of were different. And I think those are just as important to look at. One of the things that we saw being in Orlando, that was our very first stop at the roadshow. And what we found in Atlanta is travelers actually took their time planning a trip to Orlando, while Atlanta and DFW were more spontaneous. So the, the way that we kind of revealed those searches were events in Atlanta this weekend were up 83% year over year. And the searches, things to do in Atlanta and Dallas were double that of Orlando. So people were looking more for things to do when they were coming into a market like Atlanta and Dallas. Whereas Orlando, they might have been planning this for quite a while. Obviously, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, those are kind of the major attractions here in this market. So you might be looking at a lot longer kind of booking journey for those people, but they know what they're doing once they get here versus Atlanta and DFW could be a lot more spontaneous. So you might see some more walk-in traffic, maybe some last minute trips over the weekend, whether they're flying in or just doing road trips. Yeah, this does not surprise me. I mean, Orlando in general, I mean, Florida, there's so much to do in, in the South and especially Orlando and same with Atlanta and DFW. You know, you think about it in 2020, we have two years of lockdown, right? We start to get used to the whole remote working. And so people start to get kind of burnt out. And then so people in general just refueled to explore the United States. And so these major markets are back on the radar, which is exciting for these hotels. So after all this time, if you think about it from a traveler's perspective, planning and researching is just critical on the traveler's journey. So my advice in the conversations we have, it's just so for our hotels, it's just very important for them to start to market these major events early in advance on either social media or even their website. If they know what's driving them occupancy or what's bringing travelers to that area, it's now their time to take advantage of that. Um, and it's really just what's going to set themselves apart. So it's just, it's really great to see that people are starting to plan these major trips. Uh, you know, they're spending a lot of money, more money than they ever have in the past because of their savings. So a lot of great opportunity for these hotels. That's a great segue into our next pattern and trend, which is inflation is certainly starting to take its toll. We're seeing an increase in search frequency for free things to do in each of the three market segments that we've traveled to, virtually traveled to so far in research. And I anticipate the same for San Diego and Washington, D.C. when we do those a little bit later. People are looking and trying to find things that do not cost a lot of money right now. One of the most impressive stats we saw was the search free things to do in Fort Worth, Texas is up 90% just over the last three months. So as Diane said, people are taking a lot closer look at things like their gas prices, their grocery bills, and they're starting to look at their vacation and saying, is this hotel worth $200 a night? Can I get better value with this hotel over here for a little bit less money, but it has a better reputation? And now all of a sudden that, that, that line between a value and being too expensive 
that line and that margin for error is very, very narrow. Yeah. And I, I do want to say who doesn't love free things, right? Everyone loves that word for some reason. Um, but yes, I, I, we have seen those search trends happening. And so a lot of our hotels are trying to figure out how can they jump on that that search term or those trends. So I think it's just, it's also a balance between people wanting to have a really good experience, right? But also saving as much as they can. And what you just mentioned, you know, interest rates are at their all-time high. Gas prices are higher. So traveling may be more difficult. But I would say that free things to do concept, these hotels just need to really partner up with the local community and find those free things to do. You know, encourage people to stay at their hotel when they visit, you know, maybe start to offer, you know, a 10% off discount if they book direct or package where they get something free. Like uh, I know Doubletree does the cookies. We have water bottles. We do free shuttles, just anything that would help these travelers save more money, but also get the experience that they're looking for. Um, and you just have to advertise them for people to see them. Yeah. People are certainly going to start being a lot more money conscious. So those uh, social posts will, will go a long way, giving tips and tricks for when they visit your local area, give them a reason to follow the page. We talk about that all the mm -hmm. time with our hotels. If you bring value to their social feed, they will follow you and sometimes even share that expanding your reach. What, I want to get back to one of the points we talked about that you brought up uh, about business travel and just the whole idea of people feeling more comfortable in general. We saw this in one of the, the search patterns that we researched, which was comfort in staying in downtown regions. So these are obviously major markets, but we also looked at the research, some, some searches when it came to the downtown area. So downtown Fort Worth hotels, the uh, search for that was up 80% year over year and an absolute crazy stat hotels in Midtown Atlanta. So they're, they're kind of downtown region up 400% year over year. So uh, for me, this signals two things. One, I think 2020 and 2021 was about going remote, staying away from crowds. People felt uncomfortable and didn't want to be in those crowded areas. Uh, and there was no business travel, right? That was part two of this. So I think this new trend of search volume coming up for hotels near downtown could signal to us early signs of the return of the business travel, as well as just overall just traveler sentiment and feeling comfortable of getting back into those places that are so vibrant and what we love about downtown hotels. So I think this is a great signal for these hotels. Yeah. And I love to hear those numbers. I mean, 400% year over year in, in Midtown Atlanta, it's just incredible. And think about it this way. A lot of the fun things to do, right? These events, these free things to do are typically in these downtown markets. So it's no surprise that they're see we're seeing these large search trends year over year, which is super exciting. But I will say these downtown hotels have a lot of work to do over these last few years. I mean, those major markets are typically the ones that were shut down, you know, completely because of those business travelers. So the time is now. I mean, I will just say it's very, very important for these hotels to start advertising what they have to offer so that when they are searching or they're starting to feel comfortable to go out and take that trip, they need to be the obvious choice. And one big element of comfort and creating confidence for these travelers is to make sure that their online reputation is really good in, in regards to quality, quantity, star rating, you know, review responses in general. 
I mean, you name it, all of these are impacting how a traveler is perceiving them online. And it's, it, you know, it's showing if they care. But people have high expectations right now for their next big trip. So they need to make sure that they're getting ahead of this now rather than waiting. Yeah, and I would also caution, you know, hoteliers listening to this, trying to attract business travelers. This is a completely different business traveler prior to COVID-19. We've heard the term leisure travel before. You might have that business traveler that could maybe come in a few days early or stay a few days late and do some remote work. So advertising and marketing to that type of traveler you know, work from anywhere traveler, it's going to be important. And it's, it, they, they have different needs than your typical business traveler. So we saw a lot in this virtual roadshow, we saw a lot of just incredible stats, just really mind blowing stats. One of them was kind of incredible in a different way, not really a positive statistic at all. That review response is, is still a huge opportunity. We took a look at review response percentage for these markets and every single market, even in the top 25%, had a review response rate of less than 70%. So that means out of 10 reviews, only seven have responses to them. Three are going unresponded on average. Just an incredible stat. That, that is tough to hear. We hear that all the time. I mean, staffing right now has just been a really difficult challenge for our hotels and our GMs out there. So, you know, they're trying to juggle it all, but at the end of the day, you have to respond to all of your guests. I mean, that's why we're in hospitality. So I will say one thing that is really great about working with hotels and, and these owners across the country is that they really do care about the customer experience. And that's why we are all in hospitality. We're here to serve people. So, I mean, staffing has just been difficult, not just with what happened with COVID, but also people wanting to come back with higher payouts. You know, it's a 24 seven business. So a lot of people are looking for that flexibility. So just within that, trying to manage the guest feedback, the guest experience has been difficult for these hotels to keep up those expectations. But I will say in turn, this is now impacting future guests because whether or not they book with you, it's all dependent on your online reputation and your reviews because that's based on their the guest experience, but also too, not responding to those guests, those three guests, you know, if there's negative sentiment in those responses and it, they're going unresponded to, the only thing that's going through these travelers' head is, okay, if I go stay at this property and I experience the exact same thing, will I be treated the same way? Will I get a response? Will this be resolved? And so if for, you know, a second, they think that the answer is no, or they're not sure they're going to move to the next hotel and to the next competitor. So it is truly a ripple effect. Um, these hotels have got to find out a way to get that review response percentage up. They need to be responding to these guests because they matter. And these future guests that are planning their next trip, we just talked about that, them being comfortable and seeing the value in the hotel. Those review responses will help sell your hotel um, more than you'll ever know. So it, it, it needs to get done, but that's, that's crazy. Those are crazy numbers. It's a scary thought. And one of the reasons why view response is one of our most popular solutions out there, because if mm -hmm. we're getting to a point where hoteliers just can't keep up with the pace of reviews that are coming yeah. in and they are starting to look at review response as an opportunity to outsource and, and really hand it over to experts who, as we've heard on this podcast before, we just hit the million 
guest review mark, uh, a, you know, a team with a lot of experience that really knows that this is a skill rather than just something to do at the end of the day, which, which it could have been maybe five to 10 years ago, but real opportunity lost there. If you're not responding to your reviews, it's super, super critical. So let's go ahead and talk about the next pattern and trend. We've talked a lot about reputation up to this point. I actually want to talk about some guest sentiment that we were seeing. So things that we were seeing inside of these reviews that have been tagged and identified as topics that guests are talking about frequently. Now we have so much data out there with our review response solution that what we did was we kind of sliced and diced and looked at the top three positive guest sentiments and top three negative guest sentiments. So I thought what would be really good exercise for us to do today, Diane, is kind of look at those positive sentiments um, in each one of the markets and then maybe talk to how we can advertise and market this and leverage this on social media, kind of bridging that gap there. And then we'll get into the negative. So Let's start with Orlando, where no surprise here, the number one positive guest sentiment was attractions, followed closely behind by location and then breakfast. Breakfast was in all three of these, as well as location, by the way. Atlanta, location, breakfast, and staff, and DFW, location, breakfast, and cleanliness. So staff and cleanliness, two big issues that we've heard about, some seeing it as an issue, right? Staffing shortages, cleanliness, people are very concerned about that. Uh, but in Dallas, Fort Worth, that seems to be one of the most positive things talked about. How can we leverage this stuff using our social media outlets like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram? Yeah, sure. You know, this is the fun part, digging into the guest experience and learning more about how you can leverage your strengths, right? That's what people love about these hotels. So, you know, for example, Orlando is all about the attractions. You know, great. There's no surprise there. But in regards to social media you're right. Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, those are going to be your markets for more family, more leisure, uh, maybe some last minute, you know, LinkedIn, maybe it's more business and corporate driven. But I think if you're advertising these major attractions, things to do in the, in the area or things to do this weekend are super important. And we do recommend that you post up to four to five times per week on these platforms. And if you've got that extra money, put a little bit of ad spend behind those posts just to get you that additional exposure. But key is here in, in all of this is if you're not on social media and you're not advertising these things, you're going to miss out on that exposure and people seeing it on top of that if your competitors are doing that now. Um, they could be taking that market share. So social media is a, a huge ripple effect, massive right now. And I would also use that as a way to sell it in your review responses. You know, as you're responding to positive reviews or even negative reviews, you can continue continuously mention that you are conveniently located to major events or you're free shuttle away. So you can even have review responses sell the property in of itself. And I will say too, I know we talked about social media, the breakfast, staff, cleanliness, all these all these major things that people look for when they're booking a trip. The best part is is market using your website. Also, maybe you've got feature photos of your menu or a pop-up banner ad that can talk about, you know, a brunch or for social media, maybe it is just featuring your employee of the month or even recruiting from staffing. There's, there's just so much that you can do with social media, but it's a really great way to get people excited about your property. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And this is something that you and your team do on an individual property basis, right? So Mm -hmm. these positive sentiments that we were looking at uh, really represent the entire area and our patterns and trends. But, you know, we know that every single property is unique. And when we have these, when when we have these consultations with the hospitality solution advisor and your team, they're going to dig into your specific reviews and your sentiment and what message that is telling. And I, you know, I want to, I do want to say one more thing, you know, I'm glad you brought up that we work with individual properties because when we are talking about your strengths and in how you plan to sell your property, we like to just ask owners, you know, what do you want travelers to know about your hotel? What sets you apart from your competitors? And so those answers get you really excited and amped up to sell your property. But if those answers are not clear on the internet, that's where the gap is. So it's just really, really important to update your online presence. Make sure you're promoting the things that people are looking for. At the end, you know, it's going to help sell your property. That's one of my favorite things to do with hoteliers is when I'm talking with them, I ask them one to two things that they, exactly how you phrase it, uh, that you want your, your guests to know that makes you unique. And then what what I challenge you to do, and, and for those that are listening, what I challenge you to do, answer that question and then go to the first page of your reviews and then go through the first five to seven posts on your social media. And if you're not finding both of those things, then right now when people are doing research, they're not seeing what's special about your property. It's it's a very eye-opening exercise that we do with a lot of hotels. And it's it just puts it in perspective of the the travelers searching today, right now, what are they finding about your hotel? One of the things we don't want them to find is uh, negative aspects of your hotel experience. And so let's go into those and see, uh, again, we've got a a couple common themes here between markets. The number one negative guest sentiment in all three of these markets so far has been odor, which makes a lot of sense. Not a lot of people are coming online and maybe talking about how nice something smells. Uh, typically, it's it's the opposite. Bathroom was mentioned. Furniture, I think you know those are a little bit tougher, but can give you some clues on maybe how to make some adjustments to either your cleaning policies or if you're going to do renovations in the future. But the one thing that did come up in all three was price. And we talked about this again. People are getting a lot more picky about your hotel and their experience at your hotel with these high ADRs and these high rates that hotels are really enjoying right now. And and one or two of these negative reviews come into your feed talking about how this is not worth the price, super expensive, can have a big impact on occupancy. So what are, what are some things, takeaways that maybe you share with hotels when you look through their negative sentiment and talk about possible solutions? Yeah, no, that, that's a great subject to talk about because these high ADRs are fantastic right now. You know, we're finally making up the money that we lost, but an, a big question we're coming across is, okay, how long will this last? How can I continue to justify this high ADR when people may be used to paying 50 to $100 less? Or how can we get them to pay that extra $100? So on top of that, we can all probably agree that the guest expectations are completely different from a couple of years ago. So within that, of course, negative sentiment and uh, negative guest experience may actually happen. So I will say whenever you come across this negative sentiment for your property, I mean, the best way to improve your guest experience is just dive right into these issues and come up with an action plan. I mean, a lot of the guest feedback is easy to address. You know, for example, the odor issue can be addressed by just putting up more, maybe it's a no smoking room and somebody was smoking in there. So put more 
non-smoking signs up or letting them people know that it's the cleaning supplies, you know, as you're starting to sterilize the rooms prior to, or when they're checking in. So communication is just key because if you can communicate all these things early on in the traveler's journey or in their buying process, especially since you know that these may be a reoccurring issue over and over, it's just going to help set the right expectations. They know what to expect. And the same is true with your online reviews. You know, I, the other thing is I hear owners always complaining about that they don't hear about these issues until they look at their online reviews and that's okay. Maybe people aren't comfortable enough to come to the property and say that these are all the issues and then they'll go on the internet and put that on there in a review. But to handle that, you need to make sure you respond in a professional manner, letting them know that you're addressing the issue. And then again, you're communicating your side of the story in an objective manner, of course, to future guests so that they know what to expect. It's not going to be a surprise. And, you know, I do, I do want to bring one more thing up about the price because it continues to come up in each one of these markets. So if you are having a price issue, if people are complaining about how much you charge per night or the guest experience wasn't up to their standard, then that comes down due to the value you bring to the, to those travelers. So if they are paying that higher ADR, you need to be able to back that up with their experience. So being more face-to-face, -face, interacting with them, seeing how you can accommodate their stay is just all going to be a part of that process. Yeah. There's tons of ways to kind of elevate that guest experience, but you got to know really where to focus your time and attention on. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up today, as we always like to do, Diane, uh, maybe just a quick 30 seconds on any final thoughts on today's incredible episode. Yeah. You know, for me, it's just all about looking ahead and what's to come and also understanding these trends that we see, because for example, we know fall and winter are right around the corner. We also know people rely heavily on reviews to validate their purchasing decision, as well as social media. They're researching where they're going to stay. So if you know this, take advantage of things like this and it's a timing thing or a staffing thing start to look at how to outsource we certainly here can help you all um, take a look at your property's online presence it's not going away um, and travelers are going to continue to tell your story so we want you to tell your own story um, from your perspective as we know it's getting more and more competitive out there so we'd love to talk to any of you feel free to reach out but um I appreciate being on the podcast. Absolutely, Diane. Thank you so much for being on. And, and Diane and her team just have a wealth of knowledge. They do this on a daily basis. They talk to hotels. They give their recommendations on what to do to optimize their digital presence. So uh, I want to thank Diane for joining me today. I want to thank you for listening today. If you are interested in this TMG virtual roaches, it's the very first one that we've ever done. We are going to be headed, like I mentioned before, San Diego, August 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That is our, that's our next stop. And then we're going to finish our summer virtual row show in Washington, D.C., back on the East Coast on August 30th. Uh, so keep an eye out for those invites. If you're in those markets, visit our website. You can register for those there. If you are interested in seeing the some of the recording that we talked about of the markets, Orlando, Atlanta, or DFW, visit us on YouTube. Again, we've got a whole library of just really, really valuable material and expertise on everything digital marketing in the hotel industry. Thank you so much for joining me on The Sweet Spot, and we'll talk to you next time. To join our loyalty program, be sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Sweet Spot is produced by Travel Media Group with cover art by Barry Gordon. I'm your host, Ryan Embry, and we hope you enjoyed your stay.